welcome to episode number 14 welcome. of Live Lunch. Hello, everybody. We are back in Brighton. I'm so inspired about this episode that I'm on my phone. Ash Burnham last week. Today is yeah. a special day. It Sorry, is, playing Angry Birds. It is Pancake Day. I hope you're enjoying your pancakes. Just to say, if uh, if you're Hashtag watching this... Doing live... Uh, ha- sorry. Yeah, done. Done it. <laughs> uh, if you're watching uh, Live Lunch on Tuesday, that's today, uh, our friends Three Stack, representing... Three Stack. Yeah, are at our cafe in the Clarendon Centre called are. The Square. They are. So they are selling Go get pancakes. your pancakes yeah. from them. Are they open till midnight? They're or open they till 8. PM and I, th- I think we will Get open a bar. We'll open our bar as well in the evening. Bring, so bring everyone, bring your kids. Beers and pancakes, and yep. Bring everyone, bring your, bring kids, your, family. Bring your family. If you can't be bothered to make pancakes, you should be at Town and Villas. They the ones do. made by the professionals. The, the, and then theirs will be better than yours. That is true. Well, I don't care how good you are. Theirs will be better. They are. They are unbelievable. Very good. Uh, and you can sadly, take the they don't deliver. So oh, okay, we We've couldn't got, have pancakes. Yep. we had sandwiches. But well, I had sandwiches. Jules already eaten his <laughs> sandwiches. Yeah, Johan brought two plates of food. Yeah, and then I, I looked up and there was one plate gone. So I thought, well, that presumably that's my plate. But he actually put all the food from the two plates on the one plate. And yeah. while he was busy sorting the wires out, I ate all the food. Yes, you all did. of it. I didn't so realize. I be, thought it was. I thought it was mine. So last week you fasted. This week. Well, yeah, I, I tell you what, I, I I must have worked up an appetite this morning. That's what it is. You did really well. Anyway, um, <clears throat> you were at Berlin last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did that go? Uh, really good. I was. It was so good catching up with friends uh, and leaders from the churches there. Particularly good to be with Mosaic, the church that we planted a few years ago. Neville uh, Jones, who leads the church, uh, just doing a wonderful job. Sue is back here in Brighton. Uh, still, there. she's travelling back soon. But but uh, just being there with Neville was good, and his team. Uh, what an amazing church. They are, they are flourishing. I, well, it seemed to me, I, I was only there for the t- 24 hours, but what I saw was just so so encouraging. With them on the Sunday morning, lots of new people, lots of new faces, lots of leaders coming through. Um, it's it's just an inspiring community and I uh, love being with them. Did you preach in uh, Joburg? I did not preach in Joburg. I did say Guten Morgen. When I start preaching there, I, you know, it's, it's, you did, know, you get a, did you get a rousing applause? I didn't for... get an applause. I did get my translator saying good morning. Oh, well, so okay. I did German, he did English. Just, yeah, yeah. And it was, that was the, yeah, that was the moment. That was, I was really pleased with myself. Did you visit any nice coffee shops or restaurants or do uh, anything no, fun? I think we did. I think, just we, airport. I think we had a, yeah, no, nothing special. I'm nothing special. We went to a nice Italian place, but only just have a quick salad before I went to the airport. Salad, people. I ate salad. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think I think that's. I'm pleased. I had a salad. Wow. Yeah, and there wasn't even any meat on it. It was just salad, and it and it it was it was rocket and tomatoes. It's a rocket German think, tomato sandwich. Yeah, I think salad, it, salad. No, there was no sandwich. Salad. It was just salad, just leaves. Wow. And 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 some dressing. Yeah. But I, I I even chose the small. Look, you you've had lunch. I haven't had lunch. Yeah. This appetizing okay. conversation I'm about not trying to rub it in. German it, salad is not helping yeah. me. Is it not? Are you yeah. keen on German salad? Well, I'm sure I could do some, some rocket German. and tomato. I would choose rocket and tomato do think, salad. Do you think they deliver? Nothing. <laughs> I like a German salad. <laughs> People will start telling us off for not really getting into the meat of the this whole conversation and wasting time talking they, they, about they, salad. If they really care about the meat of the conversation, they would they would know that that doesn't happen for a while. But but no, let's start it now. Go for it, Johan. Back in Brighton, we looked at so we started a new sub series mini series called um, the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, we're going through Matthew. So we're going we're through going Matthew. We reached at a time. Yeah, and we reached the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, um, 
We reached the mountain. We reached the mountain. What did the next few weeks at Nemanja look like with Simon and the Mount? Um, well, mountainous. Yeah. Um, there's, there's chapters five, six, and seven of, of Matthew are, are all in red letters. If you have I one wonder of those if we got you on Devil's Dyke mm-hmm. filming a priest, that would be epic, wouldn't it? Joel on the Mount. On the Devil's Dyke. On the Devil's Dyke. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be like no, that would be like the wilderness, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. We could have yeah. some fun. I have a friend of mine from India. He's um, he was oh, another friend from another India. India. Yeah, my real friend from India. <laughs> he came, he came over once with his son, who was very young at the time, and uh, he said, um, um, he said, oh, the, what's the name of this this hill that we're walking on? And he said, oh, it's the Devil's Dyke. And the kid was like furiously stamping on it as they as we just went for a walk. He's like stamping on the devil. So anyway, it's a place near Brighton called the Devil's Dyke, yeah. and it's, it's I could tell for you all the, Indian the, why it's called that. It's fascinating. Why is it called the Devil's Dyke? Do you really want to know? Yeah, of course. It's because of a legend, an ancient legend, Go on. where the 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 devil yeah. um, wanted to flood Sussex, and so was carving a a, a uh, valley um, from from the the downs into the sea. Yeah, um, but he he was doing it at night time, and uh, went and one of the angels or something just lifted up a candle or a light, or maybe it was just the dawn came, and it scared him away just before he cut the last bit of the hill. Yeah. Because if you see it, it's like a very deep valley that kind of comes yeah. and it comes up against the hill. That's why it's called Devil's Dyke. Yeah. Um, ah. like, he didn't get to the sea. He didn't get there because he was safe. That's why it's called the Devil's Dyke. Wow. That's the theory. That's oh, well, it's the legend. I, I don't think it's history. <laughs> it's the theory. I think there are they're not not all scholars accept. How do they prove that theory? <laughs> what yeah. sort of experimentation not, was conducted? Yeah. Many, Other than Indian kids jumping, saying, yeah. Yeah. Get under me, Satan, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of fun. Um, yeah, Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, so we're going through those Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And um, actually, a lot of the preaching will be done by other guys in the team, but but it's, uh, so I won't be doing all of it, but it's it's such a, uh, it's a obviously a, a very special chunk of the Bible. Yeah. If you've been following, uh, if you've been following our sermon series with us, we've skipped the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. but that's because we did a series on the Beatitudes in 2017. Yeah, we've done them. Called Winning. We've mastered them. Hmm. We Which is a really good set of series. Of, we don't of really talks. need the Beatitudes. I think you did about seven or eight talks on winning, how you yeah. can do well in life. Yeah. They're really good. So I recommend... Eight, eight of them. Yeah. I recommend watching back or listening to those talks. They are on our YouTube channel or yes. on our website it's a really good bunch of talks so sermon on the mount the first one it hmm. was the one about being salt and light it was hmm. salt and light so yeah. jesus jesus at the end of the beatitudes at the end of the blessed are the that this kind of intro to the to the uh, sermon where he's basically saying look guys I'm, I'm here to tell you what um what blessings are on you as a community these are the things that god is gonna uh, bless this this church that I'm gathering, um, and here are here are here are the blessings that are upon you, and they're on they're on people who are who belong to Jesus, who are in His kingdom, and, uh, and so he lists some of the qualities like meekness and uh, poverty of spirit and uh, loving righteousness, and, and there's a list of eight things. But then at the end of it, he says, "Okay, this these are this if you if this is the way you are, and this is who you what you belong to." You're like a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You, you, you'll stand out. You're just a, a phenomenal um, display of of uh, a heavenly reality on planet Earth. You, you you'll demonstrate to the world 
the ways of God as a, as a community. And that as such, you will be like a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. It's just like a constant demonstration. God is like this. God is like that. Um, so he's lifting their heads saying, look, here's the vision. Here's what we're, we're, we're building here. Um, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful little set of verses. He says, you're the, you're the light of the world. Uh, you're the salt of the earth. Um, and he says, you know, this, 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 this gives you the, I mean, the salt image is, is uh, well, you talk about that. You preach this message. Johan did this message at the marina site on Sunday. So tell us about it. So I think I, I looked at it from almost like the two different contrasts between salt and light. Mm. Uh, we, we discussed this in, in, in preaching and research. I didn't go off topic. Uh, and how there's... You just brought your own particular <laughs> kind of... Indian flavor to... Uh, yeah, I just thought, you know. To salt and, and what have you. <laughs> I, I, I joked when, uh, during speech, I was like, you know, most of you have uh, salt and pepper shakers on your table mm. and you wax salt and everything. I have Tabasco. Yeah. Tabasco in my lasagna, my pasta, my cereal. Tabasco is my salt. Just makes In your work. cereal? Well, I obviously didn't. Don't put Tabasco in my cereal, but I thought it would be funny. I got a few laughs and I carried on. <laughs> <laughs> did a lot of yes. on you. What's um, the weirdest thing you put Tabasco in? Or well, that you, no, I'm fairly safe. You're safe. Yeah. Well, I, Tabasco isn't really safe. Well, could you have? Could you just glug? No, Tabasco? you couldn't. I could. Could you? Yeah. Should we try it next week? Yeah. No, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say. Should that. Tabasco. Uh, off? There is a mild Tabasco. Have you seen it? The green one that they sell. Like, there's the dark and the green. Oh, it's in the green bottle. It's not something I'd be interested oh, it's in nice, at all. Though. It's good. You can glug that one. It, it, it still feels like you shouldn't have, but it's it's nice. If you glug, I have, like a I have glugged proper Tabasco. Have you? Like properly knocked it back. Really? Yeah. Well, the whole thing. No, 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 like just one big gulp. Why? Just to prove... Just, just, just got to do it. It's one of those things, you just got to do it once. Wait, do you know we're saying this live on Instagram, people are going to ask us to do it next week. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just, you get hiccups. You're, you're, you're kind of, yeah, all your kind of, you kind of, what would you call it? All your stomach lining will contract. It's just, you know, you get hiccups. That's what yeah. happened to me. Oh, right. But it's, it's, anyway, I wouldn't, it's not Is fun. it painful? It's unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. But I, I like the green stuff, the mild stuff. It's good. Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose of Tabasco, though, doesn't it? But you can knock it back, that's all. Uh, oh, wait, so you knock back the mild stuff, not no, the... No, no, I, no, I'm saying I, I've done both, but the mild one you can actually almost enjoy. Almost. Okay. So salt and light. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> salt and light. Salt being being nearness, uh, so the, the proximity uh, of salt contact with the surface area of the surface area of the meat or the food that it needs to really get into, uh, yeah. light being from a distance, um, salt being, there was something about light in, in light, you gather light. So the light shines brighter when it's more gathered. So like the lumens, the higher the luminosity, uh, the more powerful the, the light. Yes. And something about there being significance in us gathering together on a Sunday and as, hmm. uh, in as non-neglecting. It's quite fascinating. So the Hebrews 10 verse, it talks, how, we, we should encourage each other yeah. to do good works, and how do we? And the next verse is do not neglect do gathering together. together. Yeah. So I felt like yes, my thoughts are backed yeah. up by scripture, so I can yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, so there was the whole thing about about gathering. Um, yeah, I think that of course the the, the, the big one is, is Jesus is is our true light and our mm. true purifying agent, mm. and because we've experienced His light and His purification on our life, we can then reflect that uh, into others and into our city. Um, Guess the thing about, you know, like we are part of culture, but but separate from our from culture and from the city. So really re- retaining our distinctiveness and retaining um, our messages, not diluting 
the gospel, not diluting the preaching of the gospel and the proclamation mm. of God's word, but just being there mm. uh, and being present and, and shining a light on who Jesus is and who God is. So, yeah, those were the, the few points that I made. Yes. Um, yes. I'm looking forward to hearing you preach again on Sunday. Mate, it was hard work. I, yeah, I was like, wow, Joel, God bless you, mate, for all the effort. And well, I did work out. Through. Yeah. yeah, and eat and eat salad, so you could salad. die. It's, that's what you need. Yeah, more salad, more Tabasco. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Tabasco and light so It does help. It does help. Um, you were sharing with me some thoughts about us being different from, um, and you, you shared a point with me whilst you were discussing the show. Do you want to bring that up? No, no. <laughs> you know, when you shared, when well, you shared like what you did, you which on. I'm sure you will then, share now, it reminded me of something <laughs> your your dad shared, and he. Um, oh, okay. Do you know which one? No, I do. I knew anyway. I was just being unhelpful. But do carry you, on. No, this is fun. So he said, when you when you when you land in another country, one of the first things that you do is you change your change. clock. Oh yeah. And you change your watch, or you yeah. make sure you you've now uh, you're living. I've just realized, as I said, that that is not the point that you made. You made a very different point. You made a point of, of being different. And I made a point of being sick. Conforming. Yeah. So <laughs> Jesus, conforming. Jesus. I'm just going to reel that back in and hand back to you. Jesus' main point in the Sermon on the Mount is just conform. <laughs> just don't don't make waves. Fit in. Fit in as much as you jolly well can. Because it's worse. It's, it's going to get you in trouble otherwise. I think his point was... Once you understand the gospel and once you're part of, of God's of God's kingdom, you realign your thinking to yes. what God's kingdom no, really is. Right. Um, and that's why whilst you may have, you may feel like, hold on a second, my body's sleepy or is tired or is really awake right now. That's not the reality. The reality is that you are in a new kingdom. Yeah. Uh, and you are different. It's a good illustration. It is, it is a good illustration. I don't know whether it's a good illustration of the of the point. Or something else. But yeah. it's a good, yeah, no, it's, it, we'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the, the point, I was, which I also... St- at least partly stole from my dad. Yeah. So so he you know he seems to be the fount of everything today. At least he there was a um uh well when you when you go from from England into another country where they drive on the other side of the road. So if you come out from the Channel Tunnel and drive out into France, you 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 have to be prepared for changing the side of the road that you're on because you're in a different kingdom, shall we say, you know, different different realm. And so you, you know, if you this want, is not a political conversation, just, <laughs> no, know, not yeah. yet. But if if you um, if you think about it, Jesus, is kind of saying to the disciples, okay, I, you belong to my realm. <laughs> you belong to this this God kingdom of God, this kingdom of heaven realm. Drive on the side of the road that 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 goes in in that realm. And the thing is that Jesus is is inviting us to abide by the realm He's brought us into, even while we are in this other realm of this world that we're passing through. And it's like he's saying, look, I want you to drive on the, on the wrong side of the road as far as they're concerned, the right side of the road as far as God is concerned. And I, I, think, I, th- I think it was someone, I think it was Tim Mackey who says it like, like actually that invites collision. Mm. And uh, that's, a, that's true. The kingdom of God in, is, Jesus is, is, is initiating a kingdom that invites collision. And maybe that's not all bad because it... What's the point of it? What it's, 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 it creates situations. It's sending out into. It's saying, "I'm sending you out to 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 disturb and to to cause people to look up and think, what What are you doing? Why are you doing that? To be provoked. The church is a, is a provocative community, um, and I think that that if we are never asked by people 
why are you doing that? Why would you do that and not this? Maybe we've, we've forgotten how different we're meant to be, that our, our obedience to Jesus uh, is, is actually intended as a, as, a, uh, as, as a conversation starter. Yeah. So it's like when Peter says in, in his letter, uh, if, if people ask you for, be ready to give an, an answer to those who ask you about the hope that you have. Um, and you think, well, my behaviour, how, when, when, in the last year, how many times has my behaviour provoked somebody to say, what do you believe? Um, and I guess that's the point. I think the Sermon on the Mount, if we obey the Sermon on the Mount, it would probably create a few of those in our lives, maybe, maybe a few of those every week. So it's challenging. Yeah. Mm. I think one of the things that, I mean, I've shared this on this episode, on this show before, uh, uh, my story of something that Steve Horn taught me, but I know you've said this as well, is um, the pressure to be perfection and to be perfect and and always have the right things to say and and the inspiring behavior when uh, you're with people who aren't followers of Jesus yet can feel quite heavy and quite Mm. strong. Mm. But we are not pointing people to our perfection. We are pointing people to Jesus's perfection. Yeah. And so just the knowledge of I mean, his grace is sufficient. So when we do mess up mm. uh, it, in, in, before those people who we're trying to inspire is I think demonstrating humility is very countercultural. Right. Um, right. And again, it, it points people to, to, to Jesus. Yeah. It points people to who our, our savior is. So I think even that becomes an apologetic in itself. Mm. So even if you feel like, I, I don't have all all the right answers uh, yes, about yes. what I believe and everything, I think just them being humble and saying, do you know what, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Uh, well, that's, why would you do that? Because I've been forgiven. Good, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, Jesus is grace being something that I, f- I find really helpful because otherwise you can get so caught up in, I have to, yeah, I have to be perfect all the time and I have to nail my behavior. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we're not saying, you know, there's grace, and but don't stay in a place of unrepentance and, and yeah. sin. You know, sort, sort it out, speak to people, pray, ask for forgiveness, good. Uh, change your behavior. But I think there is such strength in knowing that mm-hmm. when we are talking about good works, which is very important, um, that you know grace. The other thing that I found very helpful was in this whole thing is Martin Luther's thing. Well, we are saved by faith alone, but not by faith that is alone. Mm-hmm. And so even if people are hearing a message of, of works and being sold and you know what, but do I have to? Why must I? Um, what Martin Luther says and, and unpacks, I found really helpful. Yeah. And then I mean, it, it does talk the, the the verses on works in in James and our, and our good deeds. Um, so there is but there is biblical mandate to say no, you must do good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must true religion looks after the orphans and the poor. Yes, uh, and the widow. Yeah. And so I think there is, yeah. That's just I'm just trying to. To look at it, if anybody thinks, why must we be, um, why must why must we show good deeds yeah. when it's already been done for yeah, us? And there is, yeah. I mean, Jesus said, let your good deeds bring glory absolutely. to God. Yeah, it does force you to work those issues. It forces yeah. you to think about what, what, how, does, how does how does this not conflict with grace and salvation being by grace and a gift? And it's good. It's healthy to be forced through that. That's a sort of set of questions. The Sermon on the Mount does that for us, yeah, because it raises the bar. Matthew's Gospel generally is a, it's it, it's you know it's it's all about being obedient. You know, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. He says at the very end of the of the of the Gospel. That's interesting. That's how he summarizes it. Mm. Go into all the world, teaching them to obey everything I've taught you. Mm. 
So the book has really got an emphasis on obeying the teachings of Jesus. Now, how do we do that without falling into uh, a kind of man-centered legalism, a kind of I, you know keeping the rules to get saved and trying to make God happy by my works? Um, it's it's an important question, a really good thing to wrestle with. I think actually, as you read the whole gospel in its context and what the whole message of Matthew's gospel is, it becomes clearer and clearer mm. because you realize this life he's calling us to is has to be rooted in grace or it won't happen. Mm. If it doesn't come from poverty of spirit and mourning over our sin and his righteousness being ours and all of that, there's, there's no hope. Mm. Yeah. Um, with such a, I guess these set of verses have quite a get out there and and do stuff kind of a message and, mm. and yet as christians sometimes we like to default to getting into our little yeah. safe spaces in our community uh-huh. uh and almost like not not putting ourselves out there yeah. uh, being really safe yes. uh and not saying anything that could clash with culture or, yeah. <laughs> or clash with people or yeah. just say it's just me and my christian friends and we're all on the same page and yes, we all agree yes. uh with, the, with similar things and i can just be myself and people get it and all of that and um, why do you think we oscillate more towards that sort of comfort when when Jesus is clearly saying to go be salt in the world? Why do we why do we uh, sort of do the, do the disobedient thing and sort of hide under a under a bushel? Yeah, as it yeah. Says? Hide under a yeah. What is a bushel? Basket. A basket. Is that right? Good. Good that Simon's here. That's that's. I think the way that uh, I've well, frankly, it's down to. I, the way I've seen it is it's down to comfort. We worship comfort. We idolise our our security. Our security is in our comfort. And uh, the, the 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 stretching thing of the gospel is of, of Matthew of Sermon on the Mount is that it takes you outside of that. Uh, so I I don't know. Is there a better answer than that? It's it's. I'm sure there are loads, but that seems at the, the root of it. What do you reckon, Simon? Simon, Simon probably has a better answer. Yeah, it's a false comfort. Um, Sometimes people hide it out of sin, um, but there could be more comfort for them in shining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's there's destiny and actual. You're walking into real life of the capital world when you shine. So yes. I've got you. So yes. It's, um, it's the enemy managed to persuade you to do that, but it's fake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good. The other the the comfort that's meaningful might be on the other side of some mm. some stretch and some some um, some some being rubbed into the reality of the world you know, as salt would be yeah but that's going to provo- that's going to bring actually a greater joy ultimately so I reckon I, some people don't know how powerful their light is they think oh well it's just a little light there's no point yeah and I'll hide it and it's like no it's the life of Christ huh. you are the light of the world so I think sometimes people are not giving weight to the luminosity that's within them yes it causes them to yeah. oh I'll probably give it a bit more shine if I'd known yes mm. yeah it's good, really good. Yeah, it's, a, get, it's yeah. a striking thing, isn't it, to be told you are the light of the world? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's so easy for us to. I mean, it's not. He doesn't say you might be if you try hard. Yeah. That's a, that's again why Matthew doesn't, in the end, end up being a legalistic gospel. He, mm. he's, it really is the gospel, according to Matthew. Mm. It's the good news. You are the light of the world. That's good news. Mm. You, by God's grace, uh, that's what you've become. And Paul backs that up in Ephesians. You have become light. Mm. Really? Yeah. That's what you are in Christ. Not not just you might get to be if you the saints, you know, the ones who achieve that height of righteous living, or people who really discipline with their prayer lives, or people who fast regularly. They're the light of the world. No, no, you you are the light of the world by by virtue of being mine. Um, wow, that's huge. Even the people that think no, I'm pretty dim, and we all will occasionally at least feel that 
but mm. the reality is important to hold to. Yeah. Mm. And so your starting point is like, it's not impurity, is it? Hmm. Once you are a new creation, you are light. That's it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's massive, isn't it? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's literally what he's saying. That's again, Paul, Paul's kind of saying that with him. New, new birth means new creation. New, and I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it's uh, that's as much of an adjustment as anything. Like you're saying, that point about adjusting your um, um, your your watch, or you know, adjusting your you know the, the discomfort of I'm a bit jet lagged, and, mm. and so it, it must it must be four o'clock. My mm. body tells me it's mm. four o'clock. Well, no, no, I must, it must be four o'clock. <laughs> when um, the simple reality is you've moved from one realm to another, mm. so it's it's. Your body is telling you a lie because mm. <laughs> right now here in this place it ain't whatever your body is telling you, and your feelings of you know I'm just I'm, I haven't got any light I'm not mm. I'm not salty I'm not salty enough. That's that's not the point that he's he's not saying try and be the salt of the earth try and be the light of the world but no you are so mm. yeah that's powerful. Brilliant, yeah. so good. I hope if you're watching this you felt encouraged by that to be the salt and the light mm. wherever you are. Um, we're preaching on next week. Uh, so we we are moving on to what, what did he mean when he said, uh, "I've not come to chuck out the law," and what because that's a difficult subject. Mm. And uh, you know, we, we we read our Bibles. The first five books of the Bible are what's called the Torah, and and there's 613 commandments. Mm. Not ten. No, mm. ten is just like a little prologue, you know, mm. like the headlines, if you like. Um, so this is a big list of laws, and he, he said, Jesus, Jesus' disciples will be thinking, "Oh, so you're 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 kind of doing that down? You're saying, I, you've heard it said, but I say unto you," and they're saying, well, "He's like he's he's got more authority than the law scribes and Pharisees." So was Jesus coming to to get rid of the law? Does he does he think the laws are, are past it, useless useless document? Let's not bother with it straight away, or is he actually uh, just? Getting, is he saying, no, carry on being law-abiding Jews? Is that, is that his call to us? Basically, live under the law as in the old covenant, or let's get rid of the law because it's a waste of space. It's a pointless document. It's superseded by me. Actually, the truth is ne- neither of those. He came to fulfill the law. Mm. What does that Brilliant. mean? We want to talk about what that actually means. What does it mean that Jesus came to fulfill the law? Wow, exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Good to have you back, Joel, uh, from Berlin. Uh, and see you next week. See you.